dozen roses, glass of wine, slippers and PJs, feeling fine. Advice is nice. It's advice by the fireplace. With Dan, Lila, Karen. CJLO. 1690 AM. Welcome back to another episode of Advice by the Fireplace. It's me, your host, Dan Lila, Daniel Karen, for short. And I'll be your host for the next hour here in beautiful. Montreal, Quebec, Canada, North America, uh, Earth. This is the show where we answer advice questions sent in by our listeners. Well, I found them on the internet, but they're real. And I'm going to get a very special guest, a very funny comedian, to help me answer these questions in a few minutes. But first, it's you and me. Nice to see you again. Sorry about last week. There was a mix-up. I got mixed up in that I didn't come in. I was very busy. I hate missing a week at Advice by the Fireplace here at CJLO 1690, but sometimes you have to. But I'm back now. And I'm not leaving. Because we missed last week, I'm doing five hours straight. <clears throat> Settle in. No... No, no. But I did miss a lot while I was gone. Hope you had a good week? Two weeks. I hope you had a good American Thanksgiving. Mm, I know I did. Now, I don't love the history of Thanksgiving, certainly. But I'll tell you what. I do love the food. I, I hope you gathered this year with your family... Be it birth, chosen, work, or otherwise. And I hope you gathered around a table. Be it dinner, round, uh, turn the, or otherwise. I hope you ate a big Thanksgiving meal. tell you what I say before my first bite every Thanksgiving. I look up at the table, food on fork. I look up and I say, hey, hey, what is this, Istanbul? Because we in Turkey now. And I eat it. And everyone loses it. They go crazy. They rip their hair out. They like it so much. You can use it, by the way. Pass the tradition along. Hey, speaking of Turkey... God, so much good stuff. White meat, dark meat, a big turkey leg like at a renaissance fair. Mmm, delicious. And, of course, tofurkey for our non-meat eaters. Very important. We got tofurkey, mashed tofetatoes, some tofumpkin pie. You're set, vegans, okay? You're set. Don't worry about it. 
I hope you ate some stuffing or dressing. Similar taste, same thing basically. Stuffing, dressing, some con- confusion, a lot of debate. I get them confused. Hey, by the way, do you ever watch the show uh, Say Yes to the Stuff? Excuse me, I mean dress. Sorry. <clears throat> anyway, I love that show. It's uh, good dress. I mean, good stuff. See, I get I, I get them confused. A lot of great stuff on the menu. Candied yams. Candy diams. She's a candy. She was my date this year. Love candy, sweetheart. I met her online. She slid into my diams. <laughs> By the way, she brought sweet potatoes. Well, tofu potatoes. Nothing better. Nothing better than a broiled vegetable. I'm serious. Carrots, brussels, sprouts, mmm. Parsnip. Hey, what hey, what's a scissors favorite vegetable? Parsnip. <laughs> Come on. I like parsnip. Parboiled. I also like turnip. Mmm, turnboiled. That's right. Casseroles. Mm. Casseroles are always welcome. <clears throat> Love a good casserole. Look. Alright, look. I'm Gen Z, alright? I eat casserole. I eat casserole, okay? I watch Euphoria. Everyone's eating casserole on that show. I'm hip, alright? They get they they get their green beans out. It's inappropriate, but I watch it because I'm I'm young. I eat casserole. You top the meal off with a nice mm, pie, a scoop of ice cream, a hint of, what was that, cinnamon? Unbuckle that belt, pat that belly, we did it. We get together and we do what people all around the world for hundreds of thousands of years have done together, for Thanksgiving or for otherwise. We share a meal, okay? You eat until you're full, and you thank your lucky stars that you're in this position. That privilege. Because don't forget, abundance. We celebrate it because we're lucky to have it. And sure, Thanksgiving, oh, this uncle is yelling about Donnie Trump. And this grandmother is touching my face too much. Her hands stink. And sure, my sibling just noogied me. You know what? That's life. That's family. That. Giving. Here at CJLO 1690 AM. AM. This is very exciting. We only have a few shows left in 2022. I'll talk about that a little bit later. But first, we're going to go to a break. We're going to hear an ad. We have a very special bit of ads. I think you'll recognize somebody. No, I'm pretending I did an ad read. I didn't. But that'd be fun. Wouldn't that be fun if I was like, okay, let's go to an ad. And then you hear, hi, 
when was the last time you ate Cheerios or whatever? <laughs> Is that a good ad? A lot of ads say whatever in them, I think. That's how you really... We want to be cool. We don't care if you buy our product that much, you know? Whatever. So let's hear an ad. A break. A promo for another wonderful show here at CJLO 1690 AM. And then we'll be back with our very special guest. No spoilers. Uh, five letters, one word, doozy. She is a heck of a guest. And she'll be here in just a few minutes. So let's do this. We'll be right back with um, a little bit more of a show. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Advice by the Fireplace? It's this one. And speaking of this one, let's start this one. And I'm talking about an ad. Here we go. We'll be right back right after this. If you like... Served with a side of... A little bit of... And a heaping helping of... Then you're going to love BVST, your best and worst of rock and roll, country, punk, and metal, every Wednesday from 7 to 9, right here on CJLO 1690 AM. This is Nicholas Klaus from Axe Minister. You're listening to CJLO 1690 AM, Montreal. At once candid and sinister, light and brutal, the new self-titled album by Jonathan Persson is built on a striking duality. Between 60s pop references with synthetic arrangements, folk country inspiration based on spaghetti western imagery, and blistering rock roofs with extravagant guitar licks, the groundwork is laid with the unveiling of mysterious worlds where ghostly spirits, strange entities, and characters with broken destinies intertwine. The eight-song LP is out via Bon Sound. Available on all digital platforms, LP and CD. CJLO, 1690. We're back with a little bit more advice by the fireplace. Well, most of the show, actually. And I'm not alone. I have a very special guest on the other line. I'm so excited. We have with us, gracing us with her presence, writer, comedian, I'm going to say it, icon. <laughs> I said it. Please welcome to the show, Sarah Warren. How are you, Sarah? I'm, I'm good. I'm an icon. I'm doing great. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah, you are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much for being here. How are you doing today? It's a bit of a miserable day. How are you feeling? <laughs> you know what? I've had a great day. Mm, I, uh, tell me about it. Really, I do really well in the rain. <laughs> How so? <laughs> I don't know. It makes me happy. Oh, that's lovely. Cloudy, yeah, cloudy, overcast. I just... I like it. How do you feel about the rare torrential downpour? Even happier? Uh, no. <laughs> it's selective, you see. Yes. <laughs> if it's gray without the rain, I'm like, oh, this is great. And then as soon as I get a little bit wet, I'm like, I'm good. Mm. But, well, you know, uh, hopefully you're inside. You're by a fireplace right now, keeping warm. 
You know what? I'm by my oven, so a poor man's fireplace. <laughs> Absolutely. There's fire in it, and it's a place. Is there? Are you cooking something right now? I'm not. <laughs> but you got the oven on oh. for warmth. <laughs> I like it. Yes, I do. 350. Oh, nice. Not too high. <laughs> No. So let me ask you a question before we get started right. with these letters. Um, mm. And I think I asked you this when I asked you to do the show, but how do you feel giving advice? Are you confident in your advice giving ability? You know, I'm probably too confident in my advice giving ability. Mm. I I love it because I feel like I've lived a lot of experiences. Mm. I think there's certain things that I, I try not to give advice on. But then I also think there's a lot of things that I have a fair ground to give advice on. And, you know, I talk to my friends all the time, so it's, it's inevitable that, like, advice is shared. Mm-hmm. Give me one or two things you don't feel confident giving advice on. Let's say architecture. Ooh. I don't know. You might be an, you might be an architect. architect. Yes. Hey, look, I'll put my <laughs> foot right in my mouth. Oh, that's really interesting because I think... It's anything if I don't have, like, an education on the topic. So if it's something personal, you know, like mm. relationships or traveling or, or something that I've lived through, that's great. But if it's something that I cannot experience, yeah, you know, then it's, that's where I'm kind of like, oh, I'm not, I don't think that I'm the right person that you should be talking to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I completely. Like, I mean, architecture. Yeah, sure. If you're looking to build a house, don't ask me. You know, but... But, hey, you know, uh, would, which of these two buildings is nicer? Let me get Sarah's opinion. 100%, yeah. <laughs> and I'm definitely going to be right about it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. terrific. I'm very excited you're here. Uh, is there anything you'd like to ask me before we get started? <laughs> uh, I don't want to put I, you on the spot, but... I, no, I'm just going to... Well, let's just go in raw. I have no idea what to expect. I'm here for I'm here for this. This is incredible. Sarah, oh, thank actually, you so... wait, oh. maybe. <clears throat> Please, I'm stepping away from the mic. What? What are you uncomfortable giving advice on? Mm, that's a great question. Um, I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, I certainly don't think I'm the be all end all for answers. Sure, I host an advice show, but everything I say is taken with, I mean, what's bigger than a grain of salt with a whole salt shaker? Oh, These are just uh, things to, yeah, exactly. Look. I think if somebody were to ask me about uh, the housing market right now, I, I wouldn't have too much to say. I'd say I heard it's pretty rough out there. And then I'd switch yeah. the talk over to movies or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm honest. Okay. Uh, what else? The housing I, market questions to you. Anatomy, male and female, anything. I know all anatomy. I know all, uh, uh, I'm trying to think. History. No, I don't know any of that. Okay. Let's let's see how little I know when we get into these questions. Okay, I love this. <laughs> All right, so these are, like I said, these are real questions. Okay. This first one, excuse me, I have to cough. Vamp, vamp for a second. Okay, um, listen to him cough. Woo-woo. Okay, thank you. I t- <laughs> that was, first off, great vamping. <laughs> and Thanks. secondly, I turned the mic okay. off, so hopefully you didn't hear me cough. No, no, uh, we but, I've told a few people to vamp. That was the best vamping job. Bar none. So already you're doing great, Sarah. Flattery will get you everywhere with me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this first one, this is a short one to start with. This is written by Nikki Fondue. Okay. Ooh, great name. Great name. All the way from Specific Washington. And Nikki says this. Dear advice by the fireplace. I have a single friend in her 40s. 
She has very noticeable vertical lines between her eyes when in animated conversation that detract greatly from her sweet face. She's on a limited income. I'd like, su I'd like to suggest Botox for her, and I'm willing to pay for it with a gift card or cash. Would it be okay to suggest it to her, and how would you approach it? Love, Nikki Fondue, from Specific Washington. Who starting strong here. That is, I'm taking notes while we're, <laughs> just because I really want to make sure. And I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know how, how honest I should be here. Um, but I feel like that. Mm, initial thoughts. Gut, initial, gut reaction. Initial gut reactions is, that's kind of bitchy to say. Can I swear on here? Oh, no. I mean, I don't think, I think that's just about fine. Uh, let's not F and Jeff too much, but hey, look, you say whatever okay. you want. You say it. Maybe Come on. I'll, I'll find a better word. I feel like there are more productive ways to go about uh, your friends and, and their appearance than mm -hmm. just offering or suggesting uh, plastic surgery. You know? I, 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 I completely. I, I'm all for, like, if, you know, I think if people want to get plastic surgery, that's great. And, like, I absolutely think it should be, you know, no issue, do what you want to do with your body. But, so this is her friend who's in her 40s and single. Mm. Uh, I guess single. It isn't specifically suggest, uh, discussed, actually. Oh, yes, I have a single friend. Oh, yeah, that's the first yeah, <laughs> word in the letter. <laughs> These are my notes here. I'm a good note taker. Thank okay? you. So single, 40s. I wrote wrinkled question mark because mm. I struggle to understand why that's an issue. I know. So, that was my big note. If you don't mind, I'm yeah. she has very noticeable vertical lines between her eyes when in an animated conversation that detract greatly mm. from her sweet face. Do they, Nikki? Is this your, this sounds like a little projection. Yeah, that's a bit, ooh, you know, because why do wrinkles detract from appearance? Because like as a, exactly. as a woman, and I'm sure for men, it's actually, it's, it's not the same at all. But like as women, we're always told like aging is, is a detriment to yeah. us. Like, oh my God, wrinkles. Oh no, like you've had kids and you have stretch marks. Ew, you know, like fix it, fix it now. But I think if we look at like the marketing that we're sold, you know, Absolutely. aging is very natural and everyone goes through aging. Oh, you know, wrinkles if, are uh, if you if you're so lucky, experience. of course. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I that's I think age is age is, is a blessing and you know, it's a it's a gift to be able to age. So I think that the first piece of advice I would give to this person in 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 Washington is to, you know, yeah, that's a bit of, you said projection's a good word. I do think is very sweet that they're willing to pay mm -hmm. i think that's kind sure but <laughs> i'm trying to put myself in, in in their shoes if i had a friend who i was like you look fugly with those wrinkles and i thought that about my friend yeah and i thought i want to fix your face or I you would, know i was gonna say not to interrupt but switch wrinkles for anything uh one ear bigger than the other one uh, something deemed uh abnormal or some, you know anything uh, yeah something that you think i could pay for a fix there yeah there's something that i remember i, I read that came from someone somewhere who said <laughs> if, if it's not something that can be fixed within the next five minutes upon seeing someone don't comment on it so wow. that's like if I'm, someone has a huge pimple or yeah. someone has wrinkles or, you know, 
if someone has, you know, a, a gap to something that's like not societally standards of beauty, like don't mention it. Mm. Because unless it's like, you know, something's caught in your teeth. Exactly. Oh, you've got a little stain on your shirt. There's so a, things, a wild animal on your head. Something totally. like that. You have a raccoon in your pants. Yeah. Should sort that, that takes out. at most yeah. three minutes to take care of. Yeah. I think maybe that's actually, what I would suggest to this person. Let me just like uh, having great. Yeah. By the way, I'm going to steal that. I hope that's okay. That's a great Do piece it. of advice. Don't tell them anything that takes more than five minutes. I think that's very smart. Yeah, I stole it from Sincerely. someone and I didn't even give them credit for it. At least you have. <laughs> yeah, you heard it somewhere from someone. That's fine. I think that maybe I read it on Instagram and I was like, you know what? Oh, yeah. Like it's a Facebook read, you know? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think I would maybe just say to this person, like have a conversation with their friend about how unappealing your friend's face is to you <laughs> and see how that goes. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Because so, if your friend is going to tolerate you saying, "Hey, these wrinkles are," what does it say, like unappealing on her face or something? Detract greatly. Detract. Which is that's a yeah. Jeez. Ouch. A very politically correct way to say <laughs> yeah. this is making you ugly. <laughs> yeah. So she says, "Would it be okay to suggest it to her?" And how would you approach it? So you think it is okay, and maybe approach it by saying, "Hey, how do you?" Hey, curious, how do you feel about so, your your wrinkly face? No, that was heavily, heavily seated in some deep sarcasm there. Uh, I would never. I, I, would, I think me too, actually, now that I think yeah, about it. Yeah, I don't think I would recommend anyone saying that to their friend. I think it's very kind to offer to pay. Mm. I think that, especially knowing, I also feel like it was a little bit rude to like out that they have limited income. Yeah, you know, that's because very not true. only are you telling us that this person has wrinkles that are detracting greatly from their appearance, but you're also telling us that they're poor. Yeah. And all in all. And you have more than them. Not only they're poor, but I'm rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is never really as much yeah. of a brag as people think it yeah, is. Yeah, I know. You know? How's well, this for an idea? How's this? You go, you scope out a place that maybe does Botox, but also does facials or you know some sort of spa thing you get a gift certificate you say here treat yourself they got all kinds of things they got spas they got this they got a little botox if that's what you're into your choice you 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 know here's the gift card you do what you will with it is that a good idea yeah i think because that's also like you know when someone has bad breath Mm. And you don't want to tell them they have bad breath, so you have a piece of gum, and then you offer them a piece of gum. Yeah. As kind of like a, oh, I'm having a piece, you should have a piece too. Exactly. Because there's definitely ways you can bring up the conversation of Botox. So what exactly? What if you buy two you Botox for two? You say, "Hey, I'm treating myself to a little Botox. Sure. Can I get you a little uh, something, something off the side?" And yeah. I that, think you should probably refrain from telling your friend that you think their wrinkles back <laughs> completely from their face. I think that should be avoided at all costs. <laughs> I think, yeah, Nikki. If there's one thing you take away from this, don't tell your friend her wrinkles yeah. make her look weird. And also, I think, yeah, I, I really do like you know if if your friend had wanted to get Botox at this point i think they would have already mm, but limited, or, limited income oh, absolute limited income and you know insecurities are really hard to discuss with people that's, that's like very and true, you know that's sincerely. obviously like you said earlier a bit of a projection mm. for sure mm-hmm. you know so it's, i don't know revisit the the beauty market and see why you feel that yeah. wrinkles are so unappealing i think that's great i think yeah that's a good summation nikki mm. do some work within yourself but also try maybe uh treat your friend to something else yeah look nikki i don't think you're a bad person but no, absolutely not 
No. Uh, but you know, do some yeah. do do the work. Offer <laughs> offer a piece of gum. Offer the piece of gum metaphorically. Of gum. Thank you. Okay, this is incredible. Okay. I think we're one for one. Great. We got another one. This is a bit of a this is a longer one. I hope that's all right. More notes, perfect. <clears throat> so this is coming all the way from Coffee Suck, Colorado. Love it. Uh, written by Connie Smells. And Con- these are these are real. Connie okay. says this. <clears throat> are you ready? You're ready for it? Yes, I'm ready. My pen is ready. Yep. She says, Dear Dan Lila and guest. Oh, so you got a shout out. Wow. In the midst of a special Thanksgiving dinner last year, one of the other guests stopped conversation cold by asking our hostess if she realized that one of the bulbs in her antique French porcelain chandelier was burnt out. I was sitting too far from the guest to kick her under the table, and our hostess could not see the light bulb from her seat at the head of the table. Our host, at the other end, apologized immediately as he is the custodian of light bulbs as well as an excellent sommelier. I apologized to our hostess for the other guest's rudeness and told the guest she should have either said nothing at all or waited until later and said something in private. The other guest insists it was something she thought our hostess, who had spent days setting a beautiful table and preparing our feast, would want to know. I am equally sure she did not want to know right then. We will all be gathering again this Thanksgiving. If something similar should occur, what is the correct way to proceed? Should I make a point of sitting next to this guest so I can kick her if she says something inappropriate again? Love, Connie Smells from Coffee Suck, Colorado. Oof, that's a you, that's a that's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. That's a doozy. That's a doozy that's right there. What we call in the radio biz a doozy. Right, yes. <laughs> right off the top, mm-hmm. my first piece of advice mm-hmm. is to bring a light bulb. <laughs> yeah, that that gets a lot of this trouble out of the way. Right Absolutely, the bring bed. a light bulb and do a sweep. Turn on all the lights. Make sure they're all on. You know, go and prepped. Yeah. I mean, we're talking those uh, ones that last for six years or whatever, those spinny ones. This is yeah, a gift that absolutely. keeps on giving. You the know eco-friendly I mean? ones. The eco, thank you. Absolutely. Um, Connie smells. Here's the thing. They smells. <laughs> if, I, if I can make a, a, a broad statement here. Please do. Connie, you're, you're very worried, and I don't think you need to be this worried. Definitely. There's definitely some overthinking going there. <laughs> Although I do, I, I do really respect Connie's desire to make everybody feel good at the dinner. Mm-hmm. Like I really value that Connie cares about the host who has put in a lot of work and who was, you know, did she, did she mention if the host was off put by the mention of the, or did nobody else really care? Was it, did she mention if she was the only one that, um, uh, let's see. I'm rereading. It is very long. My my Respect notes. I just put apologize three times. Make sure she not want to know anything. You know, she doesn't really say how anyone reacted to it. Mm-hmm. That's a very good mm-hmm. point. Aside from the lady, the person who said the bulb is out, she was like, "Well, I think mm-hmm. uh, the the host had a right to know." But yeah. in terms of how Absolutely the actual true. host. Oh, okay. Our host at the other end apologized immediately. So he said, oh, I'm so sorry. The light is out in one of the chandeliers. No apology necessary, really, right? No. It's a <laughs> chandelier because there's, if it's a chandelier, there's multiple light bulbs. Yeah. Right? 
Abs- unless they were eating in pitch black, in which case that should have been mentioned <laughs> earlier. Yeah. I, I do think that my biggest piece of advice to Connie is to just to, to chill out. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I agree. I, I think what you said is absolutely accurate. I like a person who cares about other people's feelings. For sure. Worried about it. Uh, I think that's you got a good the seed of this is correct. <laughs> but Connie, uh, I don't think anyone's worried about this. No. As much as you are. Certainly. I mean, this is a year ago that this happened. Yeah. So Connie's been thinking about this for 11 months. Should I make a point of sitting next to this guest so I can kick her if she says something inappropriate again? What do you think? I think she absolutely should sit beside this guest. Simply, (laughs) simply for her own peace of mind. Right. (laughs) Okay. Simply for her own comfort so that she knows that she can handle that situation. Because I don't think anybody else cared about the light bulb. But like you said, she's been thinking about this for 11 months. Mm. You know, so I think absolutely sit beside that guest and just, you know, try some breathing exercises. <laughs> the really good ones where you breathe in for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four. That's a great, yeah, great method. Try to remember that these are all adults uh, who've yeah. had a lot of we all we stuff all burn out light bulbs. Yeah, we all we all lose a bulb. Well, let me ask you though. Um, Maybe there, maybe it was a good thing that Connie was not next to this lady. I mean, f- what if, like, for example, this Thanksgiving, she says, uh, "Oh, you replaced the light. This is the guest now. Uh, you replaced the light, but oh, I see that painting's a little crooked." Connie mm-hmm. stomps her foot real hard. Yeah. Hey, you know, and now there's some contention between them two. Maybe the fact that Connie couldn't have stopped her was a positive thing. You know what I mean? Mm, absolutely. Is Connie because being next to her maybe over policing at this point? You know what I mean? Absolutely. And let's not forget, like, we don't know the other people's opinions of Connie at the party. That's very true. So maybe, you know, Connie being upset about this person mentioning the aforementioned bulb, maybe everyone was like, oh, you know, Connie's going to be real upset about that. Mm-hmm. But, I think, although I think it, it would be entertaining as a guest of that party, if I knew the dynamic of <laughs> yeah. like Connie being really worried, I would absolutely want Connie to sit beside that person just yeah. so I could watch the suffering. You're absolutely right. This is the Connie show that we're going <laughs> to witness. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, what was the other question she said? Uh, da, 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 if something similar should occur, what is the correct way to proceed? I mean, I always don't like. You know, apologizing for somebody else's behavior is always a little... I mean, it's uh, if it's warranted, of course, it's not... But it, it can be condescending. I think you're right. I think Connie is... I appreciate the concern here, Connie, but uh, you got to chill out. Yeah, unless it was like maybe Connie's child. Right, yes. That I can understand, correcting your your children's behavior. Absolutely. You step on that children's foot. Absolutely. <laughs> Hmm, okay, yeah, I think we got this. I think anything else to add? I mean, uh, excellent sommelier, apparently, this host is. Oh, yeah, I did write that down. Yeah, we, I wrote, apologize, great wine. Yeah, apropos of nothing, but she just wanted us to know, he knows what wine pairs Uh, with what. And you know what, I am friends with with sommeliers, and that's a good party, you know, when you can go Mm. and have all these people, like, wine to me, if it's red and it, it tastes like red, I'm good, Yeah. you know? But when people are like, ooh, the smells and this it really does make a party so if anything i'd actually love an invite i'll tell you i remember once i was with some people and we were drinking wine and it was like 
not dep wine, but not super fancy, but you know, some middle wine. And I said something to the effect, we all took a sip and I said, oh, a little, there's a little, uh, I even forget what the thing was, a little cranberry-y or something. Ooh. And everyone went, yeah, oh my God, Daniel, you're right, very good. And I was so proud of myself. That's truly and one of my cr cr proudest moments. You, you should be proud of that. <laughs> Thank you so that much, is, Sarah. I actually was at dinner the other night and I said, we opened a wine and I said, ooh, this one's a bit farty. And you know what? <laughs> she was like, you're absolutely right. <laughs> and you so drank up that wine. Delicious. Oh, yeah, That's I love a good, good part. Stuff. He doesn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so, Connie, I think we got this. Yeah, Connie, you got to take a breath. Um, do you have time for one more? I have literally no plans tonight. Oh, I have all this the time. Oh, incredible. Because I, technically, I do have two more, but look, I don't want to oh, keep yeah. you too long. I mean, I don't know how much time you have. I have all the time in the world. I'm hey, taking over the next show. <laughs> this is, I'm, all, I'm here all night, baby. <laughs> Great. All right, lay it on me. Let's go. All right, so this next one. <clears throat> this is short and sweet. This is coming in from, oh, all the way from Scrunt Lake, which is incredible. We got a lot of letters from Scrunt Lake, so that's nice. That's Thank you eight. for the support. Where's Scrunt Lake? It sounds beautiful. Scrunt Lake is a little south from here. Okay. Um, and then and we'll get to the letter. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> it's written by Topanga Buckshank, and Topanga says this. <clears throat> Dear Advice by the Fireplace. I honestly don't know if he does it just to bug me or if he has a problem, but my husband loves, and I mean loves, to tell me about his daily poo successes. I tell him I am not at all interested, but that doesn't seem to stop him. I asked his mother about this, and she just laughed and said this is what he has done since he was a little boy, and he would just do it to get under her skin. She said the best thing to do is ignore it, and he'll stop. And I do... But he doesn't. What do I have to do to convince my husband I'm not really interested in his daily bowel functions? Love, Topanga Buckshank, all the way from Scrunt Lake. Mm -hmm. P.U. I, th <laughs> I, I do think divorce is the only option there, <laughs> actually. I don't want to jump to conclusions, but run. Run, Topanga. There, but there's a lot of red flags there. Because mm. um, at the beginning, I was like, oh, maybe there's not appropriate communication. When he started that, I was like, okay, okay, maybe maybe they haven't discussed this. But, you know, she's saying multiple times that she's asked her husband to not, yeah. not say that. So first off, I'd like to acknowledge the blatant lack of respect, mm. um, actually, right off the top. But um, it's really what really sticks out to me the most in that and, like, where I think the root of the problem truly is is uh, in, in, the, in the passive mother. Right. Yes. Very astute. You, you know, you can't, if, if the mother, because my mother always told me to just, like, ignore things. Mm. That was, like, a big thing. She was like, oh, they're just trying to get a rise out of you. Just ignore it, right? Which actually never works. No. Yeah. Like, I find that people, if you ignore it, they're just going to keep going. Like, nobody else gets the memo of, like, oh, just ignore it because they're not... They're not saying, oh, keep doing this until she ignores you and then stop doing it. Mm -hmm. People are going to keep doing it until they get the reaction they want. Absolutely. Oh. Or, and yeah, you take the silence as uh, acceptance and, no, oh, she's taking yeah. in the information I'm giving her about my bowel movements. And, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think if, if the communication's there and if she's asking multiple, multiple times, I, I reckon an ultimatum would be a good excuse. <laughs> The ultimatum is stop or oh, divorce. Stop. Or, I mean, maybe she could start sharing her daily. Mm, that might backfire, though. He, this guy it sounds could. like a real creep. I think he likes it. 
I for sure like that. So then it is the thing, like maybe if she starts, but she could be like even more graphic or she also, because we know how much men love talking about periods. Oh, yes. Could Absolutely. start to give him the details about that. Yes, heavy the, flow, how light he feels. Yeah, because we know that he's going to be like, ew, I don't need to hear that. Yeah. And then bam, she's got him. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good point. Let me play, not to say devil's advocate, but is there a chance? I, I see, I... <laughs> I'm embarrassed I to say I'm confidence a... <laughs> right off the top there. I want to really I love your confidence behind whatever you're about to say. I was gonna say I'm a tiny bit more sympathetic to this guy. Do you think he what if it isn't to bug her? And what if it is a genuine wants to share uh something that he deems uh what's the right word? I'll say important to him with someone he loves. Right. Well, as someone who almost never experiences sympathy towards men, that's really hard for me to relate to. I understand. Um, <laughs> you're not, you're not I mean, wrong. I, do, I don't think that's devil advocate. I think that's actually like a very, what if that is something that's special to him? You're right. But I mean, that, if she doesn't want it, she doesn't want it. So Exactly. Uh, it's still back to the lack of like respecting yeah. the boundary that's been set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, Topanga, you should have skipped right past the mom. You know, that's nothing for nobody. Uh, Yeah. The mom's obviously going to take his side, whatever. (laughs) You know, I think. There's no winning there. There's no winning there. I think, yeah, communicate. I wonder, because she says, um, uh, let me read this again. I tell him I'm not interested at all, but he doesn't seem to stop. So maybe say, not only not interested, uh, husband, I don't want to hear this anymore. Yeah, I think actively. Ultimatum or maybe like just... uh, I'm sure she's made it very clear, but just to say, make it even clearer. Stop telling me about your <laughs> your poops. Yeah. Yeah. She could really, I mean, she really could like freak out, you know, she yeah. could like lose it and like smash a plate even just for effect. Mm-hmm. Like it might not, it doesn't have to be genuine, you know, but smash the really toilet stage like a whole, like I am done yeah. hearing this because he's clearly not like, that's a really, you know, that's a just it's 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 very disrespectful you know because my my boyfriend hates when i fart and do things like that and i have taken that into consideration and and tried to tone it down you know well that's very kind of you yeah because that's what you do when you're in a relationship with Mm. someone and they express something that you that they or you have like disdain for yeah and let me just say if you need to send somebody information about your farts or poops my email is always open all right and you know what (laughs) Sorry, forget I said that. Forget I said that. Direct that. No, you know I will never forget that. I will. I'm going to collect a jar of farts Good. for you, Good. and every time I see you, I'm going to gift it to you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I think honestly, maybe she should tell him to like direct it towards his mom. If he really does. Oh, that's like, a great idea. This is something idea. that really brings him like immense joy to share. Because this also sounds like a type of situation where she's probably fulfilling a lot of like motherly roles for him. Yes, if I had to guess. I mean, maybe we're reading too much into this, but I think that's no, a fair not. assumption. Yeah. Well, we're reading the perfect amount into it. Yeah. And again, Topanga. switch, uh, you know, switch bowel movements with anything else. And you have a right to be like, hey, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Keep that totally. to yourself. And then add in the fact that that it's gross. I like that you put these situations into different perspectives like that. That's a nice, that's a good, good piece of advice to do. Look at things differently. Sarah, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Any last words for Topanga Buckshank? You're doing great. No words for Topanga. Yeah. Um, I hope you have have a good group of girlfriends. (laughs) 
think you have a really supportive community behind you. Well said. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. Look, I don't. I could talk to you forever. This is so fun. Um. But we have to go to a break soon, and then I guess I'll let you go. But first, okay. before I do, let me ask: You are one of the city's best comedians. You're you're performing all over the place. Do you have wow. anything to plug for our wonderful listeners? A way for they for them to watch your wonderful comedy. You absolutely know I do, and it's great because <laughs> as I plug myself here, I get to actually also plug you. This is very exciting. This is very exciting because we're on a show tomorrow night together. I'll be honest; I had ulterior motives. <laughs> <laughs> at one point it, you just you just you're bad at promoting yourself so you're like let's get someone who is obnoxious exactly. about her <laughs> you you see right through me sarah <laughs> yeah you and i have a really fun show tomorrow and it's a good lineup at the option music mm. at 8 p.m um it's called deluxe comedy and it's a fun lineup. I'm really excited for the lineup i'm very excited as well this is a good show you are the Headliner. <laughs> Headliner, which just means I get more time than you suckers. <laughs> more time and more laughs, baby. I'll, uh, say, I'll say, absolutely. Yeah, this Hopefully, is very... watch me bomb. <laughs> hey, we're all gonna <laughs> bomb. That's that. part of it. You and the farts. I didn't say it. <laughs> but also, I actually there's another show on Sunday that I would I would love to promote. Please. Well, yeah, it's at Third Floor Comedy Club, which is a fun up and coming club mm-hmm. on Crescent. I'm sure you know of it. I saw you there last week. <laughs> we did, yes. I do know. <laughs> we, yeah. I um, There's a show there on Sunday. It's called the Millennial Girlies Show. Ooh. It's actually going to be a monthly show that includes uh, comedy and trivia. And it's going to be like 90s movies and things like that. And I am wildly unprepared. Um, the theme is Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. I, I saw Josie in the. We're talking Rachel Lee Cook, uh, Tara sure. Reed, Rosario Dawson. I am sure you are correct. Man, I'm do, I'm going to do great at this trivia. Oh, are you going to come? <laughs> sure. Hey, look, if I'm invited. I'll be there. Uh, this is this Sunday. The this, is this Sunday. What's the date for listeners listening in the future or thirteenth past? Ooh. I think it's the thirteenth. I think it is too. I hope. Watch. We have the wrong day. Imagine. Well, hey, look. No, it's you, Sunday. You have Google at home. You have calendars, listeners. Yeah. Look her up, Sarah Warren. Find her on Instagram, on Facebook, on. Yeah. Are you are you a Sarah TikToker? You know what? I actually am trying to break into TikTok because I actually have some really fun, exciting, like content ideas that are kind of in the works. I think you're going to blow up any minute now. Honestly, I have you faith. Know, I hope so. I said it at the start of the show. I think I've only you've only proved it. Icon, icon, Sarah. Thank you so much for being here. I can't thank you thank enough. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Oh, my pleasure. And again, hopefully, um, we're gonna have people in the studio in the new year. I think so. Sometime, you, you, and another comedian, you can come in, sit face to face with me by this warm fireplace. I would love to have you back. I would love that. That uh, me and my energy bill would both absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Turn off that oven now that the show's ending. <laughs> Sarah, thank you again. All right. Have a wonderful night. Amazing. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Tomorrow. Bye. Yes. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. That was the incredible Sarah Warren. What a jolt of energy she was. I'm not going to lie. I started the show. I was miserable. Did you hear me in that opening monologue? I was miserable. But her light... 
and her energy gave me new life. But unfortunately, we have to go to a break. <laughs> so I'm going to lose that momentum. <laughs> but I can't wait, baby. We're going to be back after an ad, a promo. You're going to hear some very cool stuff. And then we're going to be back with the last little bit of Advice by the Fireplace here at CJLO, 1690 AM, Wednesday. Did I say it was a Wednesday earlier? It's good. 40 minutes into the show. Let's establish it's a Wednesday. Okay, let's go to a break. We'll be right back with a little bit more show after this. Is this uh, thing on? Tune into Transistor Sister with me, your host, Allison, where I play the songs stuck in my head so they can get stuck in yours. The best in Canadian and international, new tracks and your favorite throwbacks, indie, alternative, punk, garage, shoegaze, pop, and so much more. Transistor Sister, every Sunday at noon, only on CJLO 1690 AM. This is Brandon. I'm Adam. And I'm Sarah from Murder by Death, and you are listening to CJLO. Following the spring 2021 release of his critically acclaimed album, Pink Dogs on the Grass, Montreal-based multidisciplinary artist Paul Jacobs unveils 185 on the Corner, a set of four psychedelic folk-infused songs that showcase the musician's knack for hazy soundscapes, hypnotic grooves, and subdued atmospheres. On the new collection of songs, Jacobs once again delivers the neo-psychedelic sound he is known for but this time with a mellower approach and velvety mid-tempo rhythms. The four-song EP is out now via Bound Sound, available on all digital platforms. When I first started doing comedy, um, I was given a piece of advice, unsolicited, but I was given advice that was that you should never get on stage and compare being up here to losing your virginity. A tired and an old trope. I get it, it's very vulnerable up here, it feels very exposed. I never really related to using that comparison though, okay? I lost my virginity at a Scottish music festival <laughs> with my best friend of the time's brother in a porta potty. Okay? Yeah, I need everyone in here to understand that nothing will ever make me feel that alive again. I do this for attention. <laughs> attention because I was starved from it as a child. I was bullied a lot in school my whole childhood, like 12 to 17, I was bullied. And uh, my bullies were mean, but they were really creative, okay? I'm gonna, give them, I'm gonna give them credit where it's due. I'll never forget, I was, uh, I was in gym class. I should clarify that I was bullied by four boys in my class. And I think it was just my lucky day. I was put onto a team with those four boys. So it was the five of us, and we were all standing in groups of five awaiting instruction. I just need to mime something for you really quick. So, we're standing there, and the boys 
start to walk around me in a circle, in unison, almost as if rehearsed. And they were walking around me and they started to get more and more into it. They started leaning, they added sound effects, they were like, whoa, whoa, we're being pulled in. Which I think some of you might be with me. What they were doing was they were imitating that I was as, as large as a planet. And they had been sucked into my orbit, right? What they actually did in that moment, I know, I, it's real. Um, what they did was they gave me a complex, right? Because what is it? Am I as big as a planet? Or am I your world? <laughs> CJLO, 1690 AM, Advice by the Fireplace. That was our guest, Sarah Warren. Check around on YouTube, TikTok, she's exploding on there. One of the best. Thank you again to her, and thank you for listening. There's not, there's still time, but I'm just saying thanks. I can thank you for listening mid-show, right? Would I have to thank you at the end? Which I will. Alright, I can thank you several times. By the way, <clears throat> I say it every week, but if you are listening to this and you want an advice question that you wrote read on the show, please write in. Send me an email. Advice by the fireplace at gmail.com advice by the fireplace at gmail.com write in use a fake name I won't use your real one and I would love to read your letter live on the air with a special guest who knows who I got some very exciting guests coming up folks we got a couple more shows left in the in the old 2022 Next week, the week after, and the week after. <laughs> Get it? But this is very exciting. We got some great shows. I think December, look, we had the funding drive back in October. We had incredible guests in November. We're starting December right with Sarah Warren. I think December might be our greatest month at the show yet so far. Uh, up until now because January it's, it's going to get better than December and February it's going to be better than January that's right I think we're getting better and better every week and that's I said months but there's a couple weeks in a month so we're getting better every month we're getting better every month better better <sighs> my song parodies are not what they used to be Oh, Grandma, see, ain't what she used to be, ain't what she used to be. That's a good one. Should I just sing for the rest of the time that I have on air? Sarah left too early. Why didn't I read her one more question? She said she had nothing to do. That was just me in this hot studio. I gotta put this fire out. Folks, let me take a second to say thank you to the incredible staff here at CJLO 1690, who keep the lights on. Actually, they get turned off at the end of the night. But who keep the 
radio on. That's right. I'm talking Allison. I'm talking Chris. I'm talking Franchella. I'm talking Matilda, my new friend. Everybody here at the show. Here at CJLO, the best station in town. Voted by you, Cult MTL. Voted by me, Daniel. It's official, okay? CJLO's the best. Oh, sorry, classical station. Mozart? No, Zart. CJLO, Zart. More like it. Uh, Bach? No. <laughs> CJLO. Yes. Put that on a t-shirt. I want to thank Corey Gandal for his incredible theme music that we play each and every week. Remember? At the top of the show? Slippers and PJs feeling fine. That's him. He wrote that by himself. Some people said, is that a Bono song? Did Bono write that? And I say, Bono? Oh, no. That was a Corey Gandall original. If you want him to write your theme song, you can email him, probably. Advicebythefireplace at gmail.com. I'll send it to him. I'm not giving out his email to you. It's probably just his name. You can try a bunch of different ones. Most of all, though, aside from the CJLO staff and aside from Corey, who collectively are some of the best people in the world. But, you know, you, the listener, that's right, you. I hope you take a finger and you put it on your chest and you go, me? Who, who, me? Hey, who has two thumbs and I'm happy that you're listening? This guy. (laughs) Who has, who's pointing my thumb at you, the listener? It's weird to point a thumb. I guess I'm... Anyway, thanks for listening. But look, what I'm trying to say is thanks for listening. You keep this show what it is. Hmm? There's a few minutes left. You can always call in 514-848-7471. 514-848-7471. Call me now, as Miss Cleo would say. I think she got in trouble for tax stuff. Not me, though. I don't pay him. Can't get in trouble if you don't pay him. Nope. I'll let the city fix itself, thank you. Pothole? Not my problem. <laughs> Taxes? Yeah. Sure. Me and Wesley. No, what am I saying? Wesley Snipes was that. But the what am I saying was the anti-tax thing. No, I love taxes. Everybody knows that. I pay extra. Sometimes when I get my tax return, I say, you know what? Double it. This city's been good to me. Double it. And I lick my pen and I say, I'm going to write you a big fat check, tax man. That's a good Beatles song. Big fat check. Okay. <laughs> Folks, we are going to be back next week. Wednesday, 5 p.m. Central. Uh, actually, Eastern. 
well, we're sent. I'm gonna. It's the center is here at the CJLO Studios, and I will be here in the center at five o'clock Eastern. And I hope you're here too. Whether you're listening on the radio, whether you're listening on Spotify, or whether you're a Babadook a Babadook type creature lurking behind me is what I was going to say. But I blew it. <laughs> no Babadook joke for me. More like uh I'm a I'm a real bad at I'm bad at Talking. Ugh. Uh-oh. Well, I thought I'd say I thought I could come up with a fun Babadook wordplay when I started the sentence, but I couldn't. I'm not perfect, you know. I'm not Jennifer Kent, the director of the Babadook. I'm only Daniel Karen, host of Advice by the Fireplace on CJLO 1690 AM every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great night. One more time, write into advice by the fireplace at gmail.com. I need your letters. Please. Please. Just send me a compliment. Or look, e transfer? I won't say no. Send me a bill. Charge me for something. I won't pay it. I just want some sort of connection. Don't you see? Send me a picture of yourself. I'll compliment you. (laughs) That's a promise. Send me a picture of an enemy. I'll insult them. But mostly, I want your advice questions. Until next time, I've been Daniel Karen. Have a wonderful night, everybody. I love you. And I like you. Okay, bye. Caring is sharing. Your heart's desires in conversations by the fire with Dan Lila Karen. We'll see you next time.